Hey, this is Catherine Tabor, Padme Amidala on the Clone Wars, and you're listening to Enchanted Tiki Talk. Vahini me kioni mana, ladies and gentlemen. No flashbulbs, please. Our performers are temperamental and easily upset. Thank you for your cooperation. Oh, look at all the people. My goodness, you're all staring at us. We better start the show rolling. Wait, wait. We forgot to wake up the Glee Club. Hey, howdy, hey. And thank you for joining us here on Enchanted Tiki Talk. We are your hosts. I'm Sean. I'm Alan. I'm Keith. So grab yourself a Dole Whip, pull up a chair, and enjoy the show. This is episode 33 for the week of June 8th, 2014. Before we get on with this week's show, we just want to thank all of our listeners for always tuning in and, and, and talking to us online and on Twitter and Facebook. We really do appreciate it. And we especially appreciate when everybody gives us reviews on iTunes, especially the five-star reviews. And we've gotten a couple in the last few weeks. Um, Alan, why don't you uh, tell us about them? All right, yeah, we've gotten three in the last uh, couple of weeks. First, we'll start with uh, username ZJD82. He says, these guys are the best. If you love honest discussion about the parks... Check out this podcast. It's well-produced, entertaining, and keeps me up on park information. Thank you for that, especially the uh, well-produced part. That all goes to Sean. He does all the work on that. So you, that, that, goes straight, that goes straight to you, Sean. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of work, but I enjoy doing it. I just, want to, I just want to put out a good show for everybody so they keep coming back. Yeah, thank you. And we, we appreciate I know uh, Keith and I appreciate the, the hard work you put into it. Oh, thank you. Uh, if, it, if you if you relied on me to do it, it would be it'd sound terrible. It it, it just, <laughs> no, I'd be fine. I'm sure. No, nah, it wouldn't be. But thanks for saying so. Uh, <laughs> second up, we've got one from uh, Imagers, I believe is uh, the the user ID. It says these guys are great fun. I really enjoy listening to them. Plus, they have on great guests like the guys from the Porfavor podcast. Great Disney podcast, they say. Yeah, I missed that episode of the Port of War podcast, but I listened to it, and it was a great show, and they sounded like really good guys. I'm sorry I missed that episode. Yeah, they were. I'd love to have them come back on again, because it would be great that just the five of us talking, we're going to have to have them back on again, because they were, you know, just Disney-loving guys, and it was fun to talk to them. They know a lot of stuff, and they want to talk about Disney, and that's what we're here for. They can come back, but they have to bring chittles. Chittles. Speaking of chittles, I think we have a message from them. Hey, it's Mike and Gary from the Por Favor Podcast, and we are in Frontierland in the Magic Kingdom. Hey, Mike, what are you thinking about for a snack? I'm kind of hungry right now. I'm going over to the Chudo stand. Huh, see, I'm thinking about a turkey leg. Would you want a turkey leg? No, I'm in the mood for a Chudo. Uh, Pecos Bill is just right over there. You want to get a burger? Use the toppings bar? No, why don't you just come get a Chudo with me? Uh, maybe I'll head into Adventureland and get a Dole Whip or a Citrus Swirl. Ah, that's too long of a walk. The Chudo stands straight across the way. All right, well, do you mind picking one up for me? Yeah, definitely pick up. So what, two, two Chudos? Yeah, I think two would be good. Actually, you know what? I might want... I'll get two, and then why don't you get two? Okay. And how about if we pick some up for our friends over at the Enchanted Tiki Talk podcast? Yeah, those guys are great. So listen to the Enchanted Tiki Talk podcast while you're eating a... What is it, Mike? It's a Chudo. So what do we need, about 10, 10 15 Chudos? Yeah, that'll okay. be good. All right, I'll be back in a few minutes. Uh, and then the last one we have this week, Sean, is from Samuel Murphy. 
Uh, Enchanted Tiki Talk is a fantastic podcast. These guys discuss honest, informative topics and keep the listeners engaged. They literally make you feel like you were sitting around a kitchen table with a bottle of cheer wine discussing your upcoming <laughs> or recently past vacation. Great work, guys. Uh, thanks, Sam, for uh, that review, especially throwing in cheer wine, uh, the unofficial official drink of Enchanted Tiki Talk. We're still working on that sponsorship, by the way. Yes, we are. We're trying hard. So if anybody's got connections at Cheerwine, send them our way. Those are those are the three we've got uh, over the last week or so. We really appreciate uh, everybody, th- those three, you know, but also everyone prior to that that's given us a review. And uh, there's there's been a lot. We really were. I think we're. Uh, I think I think it's safe to say for me to speak for both Sean and Keith. We're humbled by uh, by all of that and and all the attention that we get and and you guys listening to us every week. It really means a lot to us. So thank you for that. Yes, thank you. And uh, we have a, uh, a message on the Tiki Hotline. It's from one of our friends online, um, Ali Oliver, Oil Rage. And he's at Star Wars Weekends, and he just left a little message for us. Hey, guys. It's Ali here. I'm calling from the Disney's Caribbean Beach Resort. And uh, we're here enjoying Star Wars Weekend. It's been pretty amazing so far. Friday, we got to see... Mark Hamill saw his show, A Conversation with Mark Hamill, and uh, he came up to us at the end of the parade, and we got to shake his hand. It was pretty amazing, guys. Saturday, Saturday we saw the James Arnold Taylor talk show, or voiceover show, and it was a lot of fun. You guys, so much fun. We saw a bunch of characters walking around, sand people. Uh, at one point, I turned around, Darth Vader was running right past me. It was pretty amazing. Let's see, today, today's Sunday morning, and we're headed to Hollywood Studios again for uh, a little bit more Star Wars weekend. We're going to go see the uh, celebrity talk show with Lando, you know, Billy D. Williams, and uh, Ray Park. So that's going to be that's going to be pretty fun. The crowds haven't been very bit um, bad. The weather's been nice. Been amazing. Oh, Keith, Mark Hamill did the Joker voice. I knew you asked about that. It was pretty amazing. He definitely did the Joker laugh. I thought of you. But uh, you guys, hope you guys are having fun in the Tiki Hut. And uh, I'll be listening. You guys, you put on a great show. I enjoy listening to it every week. So just keep up the good work. Thanks. Bye. Hey, Ollie, thanks for the message. Man, I'm really jealous. I, I want to experience Star Wars weekends one of these years, you know, maybe next year. I'm always saying that, oh, maybe next year, maybe next year. But this seems like to be the year. I know that you you got to shake um, Mark Hamill's hand, and, you know, I'm jealous about that. And I know Keith's really jealous about that. We won't tell him, though, because we don't want to get him upset. Um, but I'm glad you're having a great time, and thanks for calling. And, you know, you know Star Wars is, you know, such a – it's such a uh, – a fun franchise, and I'm glad that Disney owns them now. Let's get on with the show. On this week's show, we are excited to talk to a real-life geek goddess. She's an actress who has done voices for video games from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles to Star Wars. But more importantly, she's the voice of Padme Amidala on The Clone Wars. I've been in many tough situations before. It never seemed to bother you. We welcome Catherine Tabor into the tea gut. Welcome, Catherine. Hi. So glad to be here. And yeah, it's that uh, Padme Amidala. It's a, it's a mouthful. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had to say it like out loud before, so... <laughs> it's funny, too, because as that character, compared to almost everybody else in the show, 
she always had these long, lengthy speeches with big words herself. So right. <laughs> I would always be like, "Wait a minute, why is my why are my lines so hard?" <laughs> <laughs> well, you managed it. You came through perfect on the screen. So, <laughs> well, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. All right. So, um, the first question is: Can you tell us why you decided to get into acting? You know, um, I wanted to be an actress for such a long time that it's hard to even distinguish what made me want to do it. I I basically wanted to be an actress since I was about seven years old. And prior to that, I wanted to be a princess or a veterinarian. <laughs> <laughs> and then I found out that basically had to be born into being a princess or marry someone. And <laughs> I wasn't necessarily sure that that was the route I was going to go. And then found out you had to go to school for like eight years to be a veterinarian. So... At some point after that, I just immediately decided that I wanted to be an actress and figured I would, you know, play a princess or a queen, as it were. <laughs> <laughs> and it worked out in the end. It, it certainly did. <laughs> I can't complain. Speaking of playing a queen, how did you get the role of Padme on uh, Clone Wars? Well, that was actually through just the regular audition process, and I was really quite new to uh, voiceover work at that point, and... My agent actually had to fight to get me in because the casting director, who is a very well-known and, and wonderful casting director, just didn't know who I was. And they were seeing, you know, sort of the cream of the crop, I guess. And my, my agent had to fight and say, no, you really, you have to see her for Padme. She is Padme. And, uh, and I really will always be eternally grateful for that. And, uh, and then after that, I, I didn't hear for quite a while after my initial audition. And then my agent called me up one day and said, hey, Padme. And I was like, stop. Like, that's not funny. She was like, no, really, you got it. And I found out later from Dave Filoni, our director, that they had had callbacks for most of the other roles and didn't even have anyone else called back for Padme. They just, they just knew it was me, which was, like, super flattering on top of me that's being great. super excited. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the best news you can get when, like, you're their number one choice. It's just... It, it is, and you know, and you and you just don't know. You don't know what's going on. Like whenever you have an audition, you kind of have to just let it go, and you know, let it go out into the universe and hope that it comes back. But you, you just never really know. So that was, that was a very pleasant surprise. Oh, you can hear the estate birds of, of California going over. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Did you just hear the helicopter? <laughs> no, no, I didn't hear it. We, we jokingly call it the state bird. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> So while doing, um, you know, the voice of, of Padme, did you study, like, Natalie Portman's voice or acting mannerisms at all? Well, you know, even prior to the audition, I, I really went back and, and rewatched the films and, um, and really listened to what she did. And I also utilized the Internet and Wikipedia and stuff just to see, because there's a lot of history about all the characters um, that you can, you can utilize and, and do research so I did that some, but then when we went in, you know, Dave said, this is your character, she's your Padme, so make it your own. And that was very freeing and, um, and you know, and, and took a lot of pressure off. And at this point, through our show, we, as the actors of those characters, have said, you know, a lot more dialogue than was even in the movies. So you, right. you, can't, you can't continue to rely on, on that. And I wanted her to have a... a similarity but you know like with any character that you're doing whether it's a play or you know a tv show if someone else has played that character before you don't really want to copy the actor you want to be true to the character um and so that's that's what i tried to do you know in some ways you're more padme than natalie portman is because like you said you you played her more than natalie actually did so yeah and for and for the you know the younger generation who really didn't 
see the movies and haven't seen them yet, you know, we we were, you know, we are their, their Padme and their Obi-Wan and their Anakin. Right. So it would be very, it's very cool. Like, uh, when we were at one of the celebrations in Orlando, as a matter of fact, um, the, you know, we would see little kids and they they really would be like, it's Padme, it's Obi-Wan. So <laughs> it's really cool. How much creative input do you get with the characters? Well, on, the, on the Clone Wars, the writers were just amazing, all of them super talented. So, you know, what was there for us to say was already really great. But Dave was, was great, especially with, with me in particular, because Padme, as I said, would have these long speeches. And I always wanted it to be really clear that she wasn't a pacifist. So occasionally something would be worded in a way that I was like, I don't know if she would say that. And he would he would let me change it just enough to make me feel like it was being really true to the character and what I, I wanted to make sure came across through her. Because, you know, I think that she she wants to utilize diplomacy if possible, but I never wanted her to look like a wimp or someone who was, you know, afraid to get in and, and do battle when it came to that, because that's who she is, I believe. And that's also good for, you know, women in general, because you're not... You're not just, you know, showing off that you're a weak character. You're showing off that she's a really strong character, and, and you believe in her as a character. So that plays off well for, you know, young female fans as well. So that's a great thing to do. Yeah, I think that's one of the really cool things about Clone Wars, and um, and and we have so many young girl fans, and between Padme and then the amazing character of Ahsoka and so many other cool characters, um, I would say Ventress, but she's a little bit bad. So, um, <laughs> um, although she, you know, she, she comes around too. But there were there's a lot of really great characters who, you know, you you could feel okay about your daughter sort of modeling after those characters, which there's not a lot of stuff you can say that about these days. So, what always fascinates me about like really more voice acting in, in general is that, you know, a lot of a lot of films that are done. You know, you never interact with the people around you. It's you, you might go into the studio for, I don't know how long, a couple of days a week, and you might never see the rest of your cast. But with Clone Wars, is that the same case? No, with Clone Wars, actually, we recorded basically sort of in an old, the old radio play style. So occasionally someone would be out of town and we didn't have them, but, but most often we would have as many of the cast members as possible there, you know, in a semicircle recording together. And, and it makes all the difference. I think you really, really sense the difference in our show because of that. You you get to act off of the other actors that you're, you know, in a scene with. And that can make all the difference, particularly in a scene, for instance, with Padme and Anakin, to be in a room with Matt and actually have the back and forth, the real time. It, it changes everything. So we always felt really lucky about being able to do that. And I also think it made us be really close as a cast. You know, we always say uh, that we're family. It's our Clone Wars family, and it's not just some, like, you know, thing that we're saying for an interview or something. It's true. So uh, that that was a, a really great part of it, too. Yeah, because it's, you know, I, and I'm sure it's a lot hard. When you're together, I'm sure there's a lot of times where you guys are, are joking around and, and something, you know, funny <laughs> occurs. Are there, like, any really funny stories that have happened while you're, you know, trying to film or doing the voiceovers? There are so many funny stories. There wasn't actually a session that went by where we didn't worry that we weren't going to finish in time because when you have um, people like Dee Bradley Baker and um, and Corey Burton and Phil Lamar and James Arnold Taylor, they're just these. They're not only super talented; they're all super funny, and they all do these amazing impressions, and they all have 
these huge brains full of references. So, you know, the, the every session would be just a an amazing laugh-a-thon watching these guys do their thing and and you know especially someone like Dee who can just do these crazy sound effects and things with his voice um so Dee, Dee, Dee famously does this this cricket impression that's one of my favorites um oh really so if you ever talk to him you have to have him do it it literally sounds like cricket and if it would ever get tense which was which was rare uh, Dee would do the cricket noise and you know <laughs> everyone would laugh <laughs> And the, and the first time he ever did that, everybody was looking around the studio looking for a cricket, right? Yes, it's that good. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell us about uh, Star Wars Weekends, your experiences down there, and, and kind of how that how that happens, I guess? Well, um, as we speak, I'm about to start packing to go down for my second Star Wars Weekends ever, which will be this coming up weekend. And nice. I'm so excited. I mean, I'm like, I'm so excited. Um a Disney World is just so much fun, and we just get treated so well by the by them, and have such a great time. Um, but this time we're we're going, you know, with a lot of the cast members. So as I was talking about as being a family, I feel like we're getting to have a little family reunion in Florida, which is going to be really really cool. Um, the, the first time I went was not last year, but the year before, and uh, it was my first time you know, doing anything like that. So I was a little bit nervous. And as soon as I got there, it was one of the most amazing experiences of my life. And to be able to sort of perform on stage with, with Ashley and James in the show that we did. And then to be in the parade down there where you get to see all the fans and uh, all of it was just an amazing experience. It's the combination of Disney and Star Wars uh, is just magical, really. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's, you know, obviously Disney just bought Star Wars. Uh, do you think that's going to have a, a big impact on the franchise and, and where where they can go now with, with Disney behind Star Wars? Well, I think everybody's really excited, you know, that we're going to have new content that we didn't, you know, didn't think we were ever going to have. And, and, you know, Disney's done a really great job with other franchises of staying true to the franchises and I think hiring the right people to helm those projects, which is all important, obviously. So I personally feel really optimistic and excited about it. I'm a huge fan of J.J. Abrams, too. So, you know, when that announcement came out, that was that was just like the cherry on top of, of all of it. So I, I think I think we'll be in good hands. And it's just exciting that there's going to be more Star Wars to come for quite a while, it looks like. That was a pretty smooth move that uh, J.J. did with um, the, the leaked photos in the, in the last week when... You know, he had the uh, the hollow table, the hollow like chest type table playing in the background and saying that, you know, the rumors of the money of Falcon in there, you know, aren't true or whatever it was. Right. And that was pretty, that was pretty neat. I mean, that's, that's really creative. That's, <laughs> I gotta say. Yeah. You know, he's a, he's a true fan. I mean, there's yeah. so many, there's so many stories of references that he's put into shows, you know, in Lost that had to do with, with Star Wars and his love of Star Wars. And, and yeah. I have to say that at our first, a really premiere here in Los Angeles at the Egyptian Theater that J.J. Abrams was there. He was actually sitting a couple rows behind me, and I was like, oh, darn, why didn't I bring a headshot to accidentally just drop? <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, he was there, and uh, and so I think, you know, I just, I think, you know, the same as Dave Filoni for our show is just such a true fan, and, and you really you see that in the final product. I think that's what we'll get with J.J., or Mr. Abrams, so I'm not sure. We're unfirmed. <laughs> 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 well, 
So if you were given, if you were to be given a role in a new Star Wars film, would you prefer to be a Jedi, a Sith, or is there any other character that you would prefer to be? You know, I I think that the bad guys are interesting. I really do. But I tend to always, you know, play characters who are are on the lighter side. And of course, I would not turn down any role. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, even like you know a sand person with a with a mask over my face that would be fine too. But just you know, I would take cool that to be a part second. of it. <laughs> yeah. But but if I if I had a choice, I would I would be um, I would be light side. And I if I had a real choice at this point, I would be a Jedi because I haven't really done that fully yet. What color lightsaber? Either purple or blue. You can't be purple. That's uh, Samuel L. Jackson's purple. <laughs> I don't think anyone's yeah, allowed but, to have purple but sand. But, but Jaina the Jaina Solo. In the um, in the expanded universe, she has a purple one, so I figured there's room oh, okay. for more than one purple one. There you go. Or that also, I, I would be a Twi'lek. I would I would gladly be a Twi'lek, which I've been many times too, and those are some of my favorite characters. So a Jedi or a Twi'lek. <laughs> <laughs> I have one one question, and, and this is a very hopeful yes that you'll say this. Um, you were the voice of Princess Leia for the Star Wars detours that previews came out for. And is there any chance that's ever going to happen, or is is it shelved? You no, know, we're really optimistic. Um, you know, I'm not you know at pay grade level to know exactly what's going to happen, but we're really optimistic. And it was it was more about you know wanting the films to just be able to come out on their own as the next big thing, without muddling the waters with a whole new take on Star Wars, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, that definitely makes but, sense. But but we have we have, you know, product in in the can, as they say, and uh I I hope more than anything that, that you guys all get to see it someday. It's some of the smartest, funniest, best stuff that I've I've ever seen and I'm really proud of it. And the work that everybody did on that show is just it's amazing. It's it's amazing. It's something really different. Um, in a good way, and uh, I, I, I hope—I don't—I can't say for sure, but I have—I have high hopes that you will—you will see Star Wars detours. Me too. I hope so. I hope so. I can watch <laughs> that. Uh, there's there's about three videos on YouTube that are that are kind of mix-ups of 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 a lot of different yeah. work you've done, and I will watch it over and over. And uh, it's—I hope we, I hope I get to see it all one day. And nothing oh. that was seen even at this point really sort of fully is as great as, as it is altogether, really. It's, it's, it's very smart, which I think is a great thing when you have comedy, but it's smart. So it's stuff that, you know, kids could like, but also it's interesting enough for the adults that I think they'll really, really, really enjoy it. And I, on a personal note, uh, was uh, able to sing in a couple of episodes. So, uh, oh, wow, really? <laughs> Awesome. Not not well, but that was what was so great was I had the opportunity. I said I don't know if I'll have again. People won't people don't usually ask me to sing. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, one thing I'm really curious about is is you know, how much toys from the Clone Wars do you own, and do you have a favorite one? It's you know because that's got to be a fascinating thing is like a char- You know, you're voicing a character or you're playing a character, and a toy comes out that's that's you. That's got to be an awesome feeling. It is. It's really cool, and you know, a lot of fans complain that there's not enough of the female characters made, and I, I will agree with that. There, there's never enough um, Padmes. Um, so I, I definitely have all of the Padmes that exist, and I also have, I think, all of the Leias. Um, and and then, you know, a lot of other little 
outside things um, that I have to. I have the Millennium Falcon. That's one of my favorite things. Um, as far as my favorite, oh my gosh, it's so hard to say. I'm looking at some of them right now. It's really hard to say. I love them all like my children. That's fine. <laughs> I understand. I think now, the Millennium Falcon is probably my favorite, but it doesn't have anything to do with my character or the show that I worked on. It's just well, kind of fun. So It is a cool toy. <laughs> yes. Everybody that, that comes on the show, we ask them five, the same five questions. It's the Tiki Lightning Round, and it's basically parks, Disney-related. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite snack in the parks? Okay. If you don't know one, it's okay. This is funny. This one I don't really have an answer for. I feel like every time I'm, you know, like, for instance, with Star Wars Weekends, I'm so busy running around that I don't have a lot of time to eat. Right. <laughs> so I feel like it's, you know, like a lemonade or something, but I don't have anything exciting for that one. <laughs> That's okay. Lemonade. Do you have a favorite? Yeah. Yes. Do you have a favorite attraction? Um, it's Star Tours. And what's funny nice. is the first time that I, I went on it, and I didn't realize that there were different options, but the first time I went on it, it happened to be the trip to Naboo. So I thought that was pretty amazing. Okay. That's good. <laughs> um, your favorite Disney character? Okay, that's hard. Um, but I love Snow White, and I love um, uh, Sleeping Beauty. In fact, I played Sleeping Beauty at children's parties when I first came out to Los Angeles. Oh, really? That's awesome. No, it's horrible. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's great. Uh, children's parties, working at children's parties is, is, is it's very oh, it's difficult tough. work. <laughs> Especially in a large pink dress, no. But it was it was, <laughs> it was fun and an experience. So I love those two princesses. But my my favorite character is Flower from Bambi. Oh, okay, that's cute. <laughs> and your favorite movie would be Snow White, then? No, actually, my no. favorite my favorite Disney movie is a toss up between two other uh, older animated films, uh, Lady and the Tramp or The Aristocats. Oh wow, nice. Yeah, I'm I don't think everybody's kid. mentioned Aristocats. Yeah, no one, I don't think you're the first Aristocats answer yeah. we've ever had. That's awesome. I like that uniqueness. The animal theme. <laughs> and do you have a favorite? Animal. Do you have a favorite Disney park memory? I think you know probably my best memory right now. I, I had a birthday party there when I was quite young. I don't remember too much about it except I remember being a little bit afraid of Goofy. But I think now <laughs> having having been to uh, to do Star Wars weekends, that my favorite memory will be. Um, when Jedi Mickey gave me my ears. Oh, neat. Which well, I'm looking at right now. <laughs> oh, cool. you got to yeah. make sure you pack them before you go to Florida, right? Yes. I'll, I'll have to send you guys a picture. They're they're in my yes, office with do. some Padme figures, and uh, and it's it's really cool. That was very cool. And I was totally surprised. It doesn't happen all that often that you're surprised as an adult. I just, for some reason, didn't know that was going to happen. So James and Ashley and, and Jedi Mickey comes and gives me my ears, and I think I might have even cried. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's great. Excellent. Well, before we wrap up, uh, we're almost out of time here. Can you tell us a little bit about Games for Soldiers as well as anything else that you want to promote so our listeners can know what's going on with you right now? Uh, Games for Soldiers is uh, just a project, I guess you could call it, that I started back in 2008 where I just really wanted to um, do a little something to say thank you to our soldiers who are deployed overseas and you know, make it possible, in my opinion, for me to have this, you know, great life as an actress and doing all these fun things and flying around Orlando for Disney Star Wars weekends. So it was just kind of a, a no-brainer uh, idea, I think, that because I worked in video games at the time and I, and I knew that, you know, to a large extent, the demographic of the troops are their fans of video games. 
So I just started collecting donations. Uh, originally, I started just with big companies, but now mostly they come in individuals um, or certain uh, groups will, will collect for me, like a different podcast, MOG um, Nation, that, that does uh, collections for me. And I just send boxes of video games over to soldiers. It, it was originally in Iraq and Afghanistan. Now it's just Afghanistan. And uh, just a way to say thank you for, for what they're doing and to give them a little piece of home. Wow. That's really awesome. I like that. Yeah, it's been pretty cool. I've gotten some really cool responses, and I've gotten, you know, really amazing gifts from these guys who are the most humble and gracious people you will ever meet and are always thankful for anything that anyone does for them. Meanwhile, they're over there, like, away from their families in the desert. So it's it's always astounding to me. Um, and, and, you know, and I think we all owe them a lot of gratitude. Agreed. Yep. It's not an easy job. No, not at all. Video games make it a little better. <laughs> yeah, yep. <laughs> Something to take their mind off of uh, their day jobs, I guess. Exactly, which is exactly. Definitely needed, I'm sure. Yes. Um, well, we really appreciate you coming on. Um, tell our listeners where they can find you, uh, you know, social media and websites, things like that. Um, so Twitter is at Cat Tabor, which is C-A-T-T-A-B-E-R. Someone already had Catherine, so I went with my nickname. Um, and... Uh, Website is katherinetabor.com or kattabor.com. And as far as stuff that they can see coming up, um, one of the few things I can talk about is that there is going to be new content for Star Wars The Old Republic with the character of Vet for any fans of The Old Republic out there. And then also um, I know there's a lot of Guild Wars fans out there too, and there's going to be new content with Countess and Neef. So I'm very excited about both of those. Awesome. I mean, as a Star Wars fan, I'm really looking forward to that, and I really appreciate you coming on, as not only as a, a, a Star Wars fan yourself, as a Disney fan as well. Yes, and I'm a true fan of both, so so excited to be able to be a part of, of those worlds. And thank you so much for having me. Well, thanks for thanks coming for, on. Thanks for taking your time out of your day to, to join us. We really, really do appreciate it. Thank you. I'll have to um, maybe talk to you guys next year, and I'll be able to tell you what my favorite snack is. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, please. (laughs) So that's going to do it for this week. Be sure to let us know what you thought of the show. You can comment in the notes over at EnchantedTikiTalk.com. You can email us at podcast at EnchantedTikiTalk.com. And you can leave us a message on the Tiki Talk hotline, which is 256-4MY-TIKI. That's 256-469-8454. Be sure to head over to Facebook and like us at facebook.com slash Enchanted Tiki Talk. And lastly, follow us on Twitter at Tiki Talk Podcast. And you can find me on Twitter at One Minute Disney Dream. That's 1-M-I-N Disney Dream and MouseWorldVacations.com. And you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Dole Whip Daily and online at DoleWhipDaily.com. And you can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram. I'm at Norman Bates. That's N-O-R-M-N-B, the number eight and the letter S. Thanks for listening this week. For Sean and Keith and our special guest, Catherine Tabor, I'm Alan, and this has been Enchanted Tiki Talk. Aloha. escaped into the Magic Kingdom, there's been a lot of excitement around here. Well, have a magical day. Good morning! Woo! <laughs>